Hey, this morning is uh, Anointing Sunday, and at the end of the service, we're going to get the kids to come in and, and rejoin us, and we're just going to take a moment just to anoint and bless everyone as an eldership and every family that's uh, here in church this morning. But Anointing Sunday for us is a, a time of really just acknowledging that God has called us to serve and fulfill a purpose that He's already anointed us for. That God has called us to serve a purpose that when we entered into a relationship with Him, He had anointed us with the Spirit to fulfill. And He'd already anointed us for. Uh, we, we acknowledge that uh, God is the author of every blessing that we get in our life. We acknowledge that God is the one who protects us and watches over us. And we acknowledge that it's the anointing of His Spirit that empowers us to succeed. Anyone here ever been successful at anything? No one? Oh, just me. But we, we acknowledge that it's the anointing of God's Spirit that enables us to succeed. Because we're not just called to serve uh, in this Christian life, but we're called to serve under the anointing of power. The power of the Holy Spirit. And so... Uh, this morning, uh, we're going to have a look at the story of David uh, when he's been anointed as the king uh, as we come to our time of anointing at the end of the service. It's important to mention, as we often do at the anointing services, uh, that uh, the anointing of oil is something that we do as a symbol of an anointing, as I said, that God has already placed upon us. Uh, there, is nothing, uh, there is nothing powerful or nothing unique about the oil, um, and whether we consider ourselves to, to be anointed or not, there is anointing that, uh, that flows upon you for blessing from God as you walk in step with His Holy Spirit. Can you believe that much this morning? There is an anointing that flows over your life that comes from God as you walk in step with His Holy Spirit. And it's an anointing, as we've said, for blessing. It's an anointing for protection. And most importantly, it's an anointing for his empowering over everything uh, that we do. It's also important, uh, as I said, that uh, the power of that anointing is from God and not from uh, the oil. But much like we celebrate communion to remember and symbolize uh, Jesus and what he did on the, on the cross, we anoint with oil to symbolize the calling that God has placed on your life. The anointing in biblical times was given to set people apart for ministry, to set people apart for their walk and for their calling. And so every person uh, who follows after Christ has been set apart by our Savior for his purposes and glory. Amen? And so we find the story of David's anointing in Samuel uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 16. And so God says to Samuel, uh, take your flask of oil or whatever they carried the oils in back in those days. Uh, go down to Bethlehem and have a look for a man by the name of Jesse. And God says, uh, he has a son and I'm going to anoint his son to be the next king of Israel. And so Samuel goes down to Bethlehem, and he invites Jesse to come to, the to come to a sacrifice with him. And Jesse comes, and he brings his sons. And so at that point, Samuel is able to kind of start 
looking at Jesse's sons and kind of going, okay, well, which one of you has God anointed to be the king? And so we pick up the story there in 1 Samuel 16, uh, verse 6, and it says, when they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Who can say amen to that? Then Jesse told his son, Abinadab, to step forward and walk in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, this is not the one the Lord has chosen. Next, Jesse summoned Shemir, but Samuel said, neither is this the one the Lord has chosen. In the same way, all seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel, but Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked, are are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse replied, but he's out in the fields watching the sheep and goats. Send for him at once, Samuel said. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. It sounds like someone I know. Dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this is the one. Oh, Debbie agrees with me. The Lord says, this is the one. Anoint him. So as David stood there amongst his brothers, Samuel took the flask of oil, of olive oil. He brought, he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. Let's pray this morning as we get into our points. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, we thank you that it is truth. We thank you, Father God, for the lessons that you have in it, even for us today. Father, that you can use it to speak into our lives, Lord, to lead us to bring correction and rebuke, Father, to bring guidance, to bring, to bring pastoring, Father, to bring just your leading and oversight. And so, Lord, we just pray that this morning you would just open our spiritual ears and our spiritual eyes to see and to hear from you and from your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen, amen. And so the first point I have for you this morning from David's story is that God anoints those who people push aside. God anoints those who people push aside. You know, I think this is a word for someone here this morning. Um, Because have you ever felt like you've been pushed aside, left aside, overlooked, or left out of anything? Have you ever felt like you've been kind of just bypassed for anything? You know, David wasn't... David, he wasn't even invited to this party. He wasn't there. Uh, he wasn't, uh, when, when Samuel had summoned him, uh, his, his father didn't ask him to come along. He kind of left him out. And in verses 6 to 10, uh, all of David's brothers are brought before Samuel, and, and Samuel's just kind of going, no, 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 no. Uh, n- none of them are the one that uh, the Lord has chosen. And uh, David, David's kind of out looking after the sheep 
and looking after the goats, probably doing all of his brother's duties and chores while he's out there. And Samuel had to ask uh, if there was anyone else in verse 11 before Jesse would consider bringing David to see Samuel. And not only did Jesse uh, have to be asked by Samuel to bring David, when he was asked, Jesse said, oh yeah, there's the youngest, David, um, and then he makes an excuse not to go get him. He says, oh, but he's out there looking after the sheep, and he doesn't have time to come here. He's, he's busy. He's got more important things to do. And uh, it wasn't until Samuel actually said, send for him at once. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. I was brought up in a household of four boys. If anyone said to us, we're not going to eat until something gets done, that something got done. And got done pretty quickly. And Samuel goes, go get him. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. And so Jesse sends for David. And in verse 12, we read that the Lord says about David that this is the one, anoint him. And you know, we see the same thing happening in the New Testament. Jesus was pushed aside by his own people. Jesus was rejected by a generation. We're told in Luke 17, verse 25, that Jesus must suffer many things and be rejected by his generation. Yet in Luke 4, verse 18, Jesus himself says that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. David was pushed aside by his family, anointed by God to be king. Jesus was pushed aside by a generation, and he was anointed by God to be the king of kings. And both went on to fulfill all that God had called them to do in this life. You know, it's so easy to think that if people don't recognize something in us, if people don't recognize something in you or something in me, then there must be nothing for anyone else to see. It's easy to think that if we're overlooked for opportunities, then we must never, we're probably never going to be blessed. Or there's nothing that we're worth being empowered for. But here we read about David, who was both pushed aside, who was overlooked, who was left out, and then even when asked for, was doubted. Yet he was anointed by God to be king. Now in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 22, it says, Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. Paul talking to the Corinthians. The message applies to us this morning. God has established us in Jesus. And in doing so, he has anointed us, amen, by his Holy Spirit. So no matter what anyone else says or does, know this. God knows you. God sees you. 
And God has an anointing that flows from his Holy Spirit for you to do great things in you and through you for his glory. Amen. Secondly, this morning, God anoints you for your future. You know, God, God's anointing is not just for now. God's anointing is for the days that it comes, for the weeks that are ahead of us. Uh, each year we do an anointing service, and we're anointing people, believing that God has an anointing for you this year. But God's anoint, God anoints you for your future. You know, David was a teenager when he was anointed here by Samuel uh, to be the king of Israel. It was then, it was only after that that he faced a Goliath. It was only after that that he was banished by Saul. It was only after that that he hid in the desert, lived on the run. And it was only after that that he fought the many battles that he's known for. Now, don't let that put you off being anointed or anything. But it was nearly 15 years between the time that David was anointed and the time that he actually became king. It's a long time to wait. But in that 15 years, David was molded, David was tested. David was refined, and like Joseph uh, in the Old Testament, came out like gold. And even though he wasn't perfect, God had converted him from a shepherd to a king. God had converted him from who he was to who God had called him to be. You know, this pattern is found all throughout the Bible. And I believe that it's a pattern that still exists for us today. God's anointing is there to bless, it's there to empower, it's there to protect you for your calling now, and it's there to protect, to empower, and to bless you for your future. Isn't that cool? A future that's filled with the promises of God. So God anointed David to be king and to be the king that he had not yet become. And in the same way, God anoints us by his spirit to be the mighty men of women of God that we are still to become. Man, I love that God's not finished with me yet. I love that God's still got work to do. And I love that God's with us even as we do it. He anoints us by his spirit to be the mighty men and women of God that we are still to become. And the reality is we are going to face our giants. We are going to face our rejections. We are going to hide from danger every now and then. And we are going to have battles to fight. But it's all under God's anointing. 
It's all with God preparing and molding our character and our person into who he is anointing us to be. Second Corinthians 4 verse 17 and 18. It says, for our light and momentary troubles, does anyone feel like their troubles are light and momentary at the moment? It's like, what's this man talking about? For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Amen. So we fix our eyes on what is, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is temporary, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You know, whether we feel anointed or not, there is an anointing upon you that flows from God for your future. There's an anointing upon us that flows from God. Not just for what he's doing in us now, but for who he is crafting us to become. For who he is calling us to be. And then finally this morning, what God anoints, God empowers. 1 Samuel from our key verse this morning, 1 Samuel 16, 13. See, so as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. The Spirit of the Lord comes powerfully comes to empower us for who he's called us to be. The Spirit of the Lord comes powerfully to lead us, to guide us, and to be with us. Luke 4 verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. And so just as Jesus was anointed for a purpose, we too are anointed for a purpose. And this morning, as I mentioned, we're taking a moment to remember that. That that anointing is upon us. Not because of who we are, not because of what we've done, but because of who God is and because of what Jesus has done. Now the best part about our God and the thing I love most about His anointing how it empowers us. Life's so hard when we're trying to do it in our own strength. Walking faithfully is hard when we're trying to do it in our own strength. Battling with our flesh 
is hard when we're trying to do it in our own strength. But God's anointing is there to empower us. It's there to equip us, and it's there to enable us to fulfill the purpose that God has given to us. And I I just don't know how we fulfill our God-given purpose without God's anointing. I don't know how we can fulfill what God's called us to be without the anointing of His Spirit and the power that comes with it. And I love that we take a Sunday to remember this every year because as that thought that God is in it all starts to leak throughout the days and the weeks and the months that we, won't rem- that we don't remind ourselves that it's God's anointing that protects, that empowers, uh, is God's pr- anointing that that blesses, as that continues to leak and as that continues to leak and as we, we don't take the time to remember it and don't take the time to remind ourselves of it, we start to think that we're the ones who are doing it all. And we start to work that all in our own strength. And so as we anoint you this morning, remember that God sees you. He sees you. He has a purpose for you. He enables, empowers, and equips you. He anoints you for your future, and He gives you His Spirit. And if you're open to receiving from God the anointing that we have in the Spirit through Jesus, you know, I believe the result of that is that we'll see God's anointing increase in our lives. Who wants to see God's anointing just continue to increase in your life? Not church, don't ever get satisfied with where you are. Because God's always got more. We'll never be bigger than our God. But as we open ourselves to receiving His anointing, then we'll see God's anointing increase in our lives. Because the anointing of God flows in power. Word says that every Christian's anointed when they receive Jesus. That we're anointed for a reason and for a purpose.
you know, I believe that it's our relationship and our obedience to God that will continue to bring increase to that anointing.